You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Okay, Al, hit it! And good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and we're here for another segment. And, of course, because of COVID-19, all of us are working from home, and I hope all of you are home and being safe. Today, we're going to have Trevor Hutchison join us from Crown. Trevor, we know him as the Crown Prince, but he's actually the VP of uh, Dealers. I think what he does is he actually goes across the country setting up dealers and making sure that they're happy. Summit Kapoor. Summit is with... uh, Young Steels Motors, he's actually one of their representatives, and he's going to talk about what's going on in the car business, the car dealerships, as far as service and sales is concerned, being that they're doing it offline, they're doing, they can't do it actually from the dealership. So we're going to talk about the real life of a car dealer in this environment. And then to finish things off, the CAA is going to join us. Elliot Silverstein is going to call in and talk about 10% off of your insurance rates. So if you're a CAA, they're going to tell you how you're going to get 10% off on your insurance because people are not using their cars. What do you think of that, Al? I, I would say, could you not make me a deal? Seriously. Um, I'm, not, I'm not going to work. I'm not driving. I, there must be a way I can save some money. Well, you know what? Show us how to do that. The, the streets are empty. If you look at the streets, it's amazing to me. It's, it's, I went downtown and I had to go to, to check some construction and, uh, I was there like in five minutes. It's like it's always around. But, but, but why are people still driving crazy? I'm, I, you know, I'm driving 20 over the limit and people are blown past me like I'm standing still. I don't understand people's rush, you know. Unbelievable. Anyway, I've, take I've, seen, I've seen a lot of birds flying around while driving. And you notice how you can hear the birds actually. No, you? these are more of these flipping birds. Oh, oh, you're number yeah. one. You're number one. Yeah, I, I thought they really liked me because I was driving a specific car, but yeah. uh, it, I, I guess I was I was wrong. And uh, and I visited Al yesterday because I got my winter tires off and have my new tires on. And I got a couple questions out that people emailed in about uh, when they're changing their tires, so we can get to that whenever. That yeah. By be. the way, if you do want to reach us and you have a question, uh, because we're doing this from our homes. Just go to our website, davescornergarage.com. There's a section there for you can ask questions, and we'll do our best to answer you quickly. And Al's picture, he's thin. You see the picture there? He's handsome. Well, you guys want a room? (laughs) No. (laughs) I've been here for 25 days. I'll take anything. All righty, we'll be right back. We've got to pay a few bills, and Trevor Hutchison from Crown is going to join us, and we're going to talk about warranties and all the other good things. This morning, we have uh, Trevor Hutchison with us. Good morning, Trevor. How are you? Good morning, David. We're doing really well, uh, considering uh, all things that are going on right now. I'm sure that your dealer network is decimated. I mean, how many guys are open and how many are closed? Well, uh, believe it or not, a, a lot of our shops are actually open. We're just not doing retail work right now. Uh, we are doing a lot of work, um, kind of commercial work. Uh, supporting essential services like a number of the cities, um, you know, uh, fire department, CMS, things like mm-hmm. that, because uh, their equipment still needs to be maintained. 
And in some cases, they're on reduced schedules. So it's actually a good fit right now. And out of our, out of our manufacturing facility, we're still producing products for dozens of uh, manufacturers that are involved in all kinds of essential services, whether it's commercial fleet equipment or even industrial applications. So when you're talking about commercial equipment, we're coming in, the, we're in spring, so we've got to get rid of all the salt. We've got to do all spring maintenance. Talk about that a bit. Yeah. So, you know, at, at this time of the year for, you know, for, for decades, uh, you know, I think we've been uh, very vocal about trying to reach the consumers to to explain why spring is the, the best time of the year to get rust protection done. And it all relates to uh, temperature and the moisture content and the weather warming up and, and then getting rid of the damage that's been caused by the winter, namely in salts or chlorides. So a big part of that uh, involves cleaning. Uh, and, you know, much like we're very big proponents of, of doing regular maintenance on your vehicle, when you change over, uh, if you're in an area where you're operating on, on winter tires or snow tires, when you get those changed, you do your spring uh, mechanical maintenance, then doing your crown application following that uh, is really the best time of year. Get your vehicle ready for spring completely. Okay. Now, you're, you're, some of your shops are open also because they're mechanical shops doing Crown at, at the same time, right? That, that's correct. So if, if our shops are, are mechanical in nature, uh, if they're doing, in some cases, they provide other services that are listed under, like in Ontario, under the Essential Services Act that they have out right now. Uh, but none of them are doing uh, retail work for people's cars, even if they're open for mechanical and they can do mechanical work on a car, uh, they're not able to do the crown application on a car because mm. it's not considered an essential service. That's Trevor, can you just uh, run through it with us? Like, you know, I, I brought in my car and I still have some salt caked on it. Um, how do you prepare it before you go ahead and do your your crown application? Yeah. Sure, Alan, absolutely. So when, when we bring it in and once we can get it up on a hoist, uh, we want to take a look at, at, at the chassis because some of the, some of the most noticeable areas that you'll see is, um, you know, in some cases it's easy to see the salt residue. Uh, in other cases, you don't directly see the salt, but you see the, the effects of it where you'll see, uh, components starting to rust out even on brand new vehicles prematurely. So they'll have surface rust on them. So a lot of times what we'll do is we'll go through and we use uh, a proprietary product called salt eliminator that we foam on. It goes on a little bit like, a, imagine like a liquid shaving cream almost. And what it's designed to do is it's not just a cleaner, it's actually a chloride wash that will break the bond of the chloride or the salt to any metal surface. Uh, and so we foam it on the vehicle and we'll leave it on for about 10 minutes and then we rinse it off. And so that'll remove the salt from the chassis, and then we're able to spray the vehicle. Uh, also, we'll wash the exterior of the vehicle with the same product. Uh, it's perfectly safe on paint, but a lot of times people can't see it on their vehicle. Like you could go through an automatic car wash in the winter, and you see all the, the white salt on it. It comes through, and once it's wet, it looks clean. But once it dries you'll actually see patches of the salt, or you can certainly feel them on the paint. So this is designed to remove that as well. So we, we've made that part of our standard practice in the spring for a number of years now. 
So you're able to actually spray the crown product right on a wet vehicle then? That's right. Yeah. So it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to dry. I mean, really the issue with, with the moisture underneath is more for our technicians uh, where they're going to get a little bit wetter, but our, our rust inhibitor product is designed to displace the moisture. So it, it won't mix with the moisture. Uh, it's not going to be impacted by water that's, that's dripping off the chassis at that time. So there's, there's no issue with it being done, but it, in the spring, it'll probably add 10 to 15 minutes to our application just because mm-hmm. of doing the desalting process. Trevor, um, Ford makes a truck that's made out of aluminum. So have you, is there a difference the way you apply to the aluminum than you do to a car that's steel and plastic? Uh, a little bit. The, the, the difference comes into being able to access uh, the cab of a vehicle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that that's really the main difference. But it doesn't apply as much to aluminum as it does to vehicle design uh, because sometimes manufacturers um, put things into, you know, whether it's side impact beams or things in the doors, where the way they run their electrical that require us to make an adjustment. But as far as the design of the cab, even with aluminum, like in the Ford F-150s, there's not a lot difference in the actual design. Uh, where it where it is impacted though is that aluminum doesn't rust. Aluminum will corrode, huh. right? And and that's and so that's a big difference. And so the reason that we still spray aluminum vehicles is that uh, we're looking to protect things like the fittings and seams and that, uh, and then any any dissimilar metals that are connected to it. So it turns to powder, right? Aluminum doesn't. Uh, that's that's. That's right. It, it, it looks, it, it oxidizes and it'll go either a very light gray or even white. And, and it, 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 it will powder eventually. It's so, oh, but let me ask you, but, but at the same time, it's disintegrating. So, I mean, if you leave it white long enough, there won't be anything left, correct? That's right. That's right. And anybody that has aluminum rims on their vehicle, when they start to oxidize, they'll see that they turn white. And and that's, right. that's the the same sort of thing that happens with with the metal, whether it's uh, metal that's being used to construct a cab of a vehicle or uh, an aluminum box on a on a like a hydro truck, things like that. They they corrode differently. All right, Trevor, you were talking about you know car cleaning. Um, we've got this COVID situation right now. Um, are you able to help people out in terms of sanitizing their car? Um, we're able to help them out with products that, that'll do that for them. Yes. So okay. we're not doing that in our shops, obviously, because we're not open for the retail. But, uh, what's important for people to do is that, that when they go out is to make sure that they're cleaning their vehicle, steering wheel, door handles, because those are the things that we touch. And so we've got a product called Power Clean, which will, uh, when applied, it's in a ready to use bottle that you can apply to a, a cloth a rag, even paper towel. And if you wipe down the surfaces, what the cleaning does is it will actually uh, sanitize, right? So there's a difference between sanitizing and disinfecting. So a product like Lysol is a disinfectant, but you can't disinfect a surface that isn't clean, right? So like if you had dirt or something on, you think, well, I'm going to spray Lysol on it and it's good. It's not. You need to clean it first and then you disinfect. So it's called Power Clean. It's called Power Clean. Yep, it, it's uh, it's in a ready to use bottle, uh, and it's it's safe to use on the inside because it's it's diluted down, 
but it's it's very effective on that. But you know, we encourage anybody that that's taking a look at you know when you're going out now, we're wearing masks and gloves. But if we yeah. think it the the things that we touch the most, <laughs> those are the areas: steering wheels, door handles, and arm you, were, you were talking about the salt eliminator. You can buy that also in a can. That's right. You can buy that in a can, and so those are also available on our on our website at uh, crown.com so they can be purchased through there and shipped out to people as well. Trevor, are you able to hang around? Because we're going to have to take a break. Absolutely. We're going to talk about stains on your carpet. You know that white ring we have on our carpeting? Salt eliminator will kick that out, won't it? Indeed it will. Indeed it will. All righty. Take us out, Al. (laughs) All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. We're back, and we're still with Trevor Hutchison from Crown. And there's a question came up about Crown's warranty. As as your locations are closed, how are you handling the warranty situations? Yeah, this is something that's very important to us. Though we we haven't had to go through this, uh, you know, in in 35 years in business yet, where we've had a situation where we've had our sh- stores shut down. Yeah. Uh, but we have we have tens of thousands of customers that have warranties that would be having their vehicles sprayed with crown in the months of March and April so far, but because of the shutdown, haven't been able to get in. So what we're doing is, and we've got this message posted on our website for our customers to see is that anybody that has a warranty with us that was due to have their vehicle sprayed is that once we are allowed to reopen, uh, then people are going to have 30 days to come into our centers. We're going to extend their warranty for them uh, to make sure that customers are looked after. Okay. And one thing we should also mention is that if you've had an accident or something or any panels replaced, you'll actually respray that stuff for nothing. That's right. So anybody at this time that's, uh, you know, if they've uh, had the misfortune to get into an accident, has to go get their vehicle repaired, uh, once we reopen, they'll be able to come in and get their vehicle resprayed, and that's at no charge. So any area that's being repaired, we'll respray that at no charge for them. All right. Well, Trevor, Dave was concerned about the salt stains on his uh, carpets in his car. Um, let's say people want to buy the product. If they, you know, if the store is actually closed, can they go online and purchase it that way? Yeah, they can go on and, and purchase. Uh, so the product in, in Aerosol Farm is called Salt Eliminator. And, and I'll tell you, since I've had a little bit more time, I've taken both my wife's vehicle and mine to do this. And, and I tell you, it's incredible. Even if you have really good floor mats in your vehicle, you're still going to around the edges get some salt staining that occurs. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is it turns rock hard. And so uh, one is you don't want to damage the carpet, but two, you want to get rid of the salt. And so with Salt Eliminator, uh, basically, what we do is you, you just wet the surface a little bit, and then you spray the salt eliminator on. It'll foam up. You leave it for about a minute to minute and a half, and then take a firm bristle brush. And if you scrub the area, you'll then be able to rinse it and use a, a shop vac or just a wet cloth, and it'll remove all of that salt residue off the carpet. Uh, now, if you haven't done it in, say, a couple of years and the salt's been sitting there, you may need to do the process twice, uh, but it works very well and it'll remove all of the salt. Well, you know, speaking of, you know, product that people can buy, I mean, if you're a handyman and, and myself as a mechanic and shop owner, I know that you guys have other products that are amazing. You've got a penetrating oil, 
Uh, you've got actual crown that you can spray. Just give us quickly, you know, these products are available through your website as well, correct? That's right. Yeah. So our our core product line is all available on a website. So we have everything from a, a very good wash and wax product to probably two of our best products in feedback that we get from our customers outside of our, our rust inhibitor and penetrant uh, is a spot and stain remover and a leather and vinyl dressing. Um, oh, really? So when we, yeah, when we go into home shows or, uh, you know, we do mall shows across the country as well, uh, probably those are two of the most popular products is people looking to be able to get stains out of, out of carpet or fabric. Uh, and, they're, and they're just excellent products. And we manufacture every product that you'll see on our website uh, is manufactured up at our manufacturing facility in Schaumburg. Uh, and we distribute it throughout Canada, but also to the U.S. as well out of that facility. Now, if there's any motorcycle riders out there, too, uh, you guys also have a super <laughs> chain lubricant, correct? Yeah, the, the, the chain lube is, is an excellent product. It, it, it has the same rust inhibiting ability as our T40 that we spray on the vehicles, but it has an additive that's designed to resist wear. So where you have wear in between the, uh, the chain components, or we use it a lot in, in mills that have chain drives because they get, they get a high heat and this product will resist the high heat. Is that good for a chainsaw as well? Yeah, it's very good for a chainsaw. Matter of fact, if you watch, um, uh, you know, on any of the, the TV uh, stations that show some of the lumberjack competitions, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We, we actually work with a number uh, of the uh, chainsaw companies and competitors, and they use the Crown products for that. All right, Dave, I hear you're chomping at the bit. Take it away. So, well, I just had a quick question. You're, you're across Canada, and you're in the northern part of the, of the states. How does how does it, are you closed in all those locations, or is each area treated differently? Yeah, that that's a good question, David. It really depends on the on either the state or the provincial jurisdiction. So, for mm-hmm. instance, uh, our shops in New York State uh, were shut down before our ones in Ontario were. Oh, okay. um, and and Pennsylvania uh, was under a little different situation than New York State was. Uh, and, and Michigan as well. So, um, what our shops have to do is they have to comply with their, with their state laws or provincial laws. Um, like right now, we expect that in some parts of the country, like Manitoba and Saskatchewan, we may be able to open our shops earlier, uh, than we, we yeah. will in, say, Ontario and Quebec. That's what they're saying. Yeah, they're saying yeah. probably early part of May they should, they should be backing off and opening up a little bit. So, in in, in effect, the entire network is is affected. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah, this, this is this will be significant, and you know, without having gone through this before, you know, our obviously primary concern is for the the health and safety of our employees. Uh, but then, as we get to reopen, it's going to be. You know, how do we protect our customers as well? And so, you know, we'll wait to see what direction the uh, the governments give us on that. But uh, we've we've already been working on how we're going to be able to do that so that customers can come in safely and still maintain their vehicles. How do we get a hold of Crown? Uh, the best way is through the website at uh, crown.com. Uh, and from there, they uh, customers can email in questions or purchase product or 
if they just want to find out what's going on at Crown, that's the best place to do it. Well, thanks again for joining us, Trevor. We've found out some great information. And uh, if people want your product, um, they can find out all about Crown at uh, krown.com. We'll be right back. Okay, as we all know that the car industry is decimated by COVID-19, but an interesting fact is that the average car right now is selling in Canada is over $40,000. So just imagine the amount of business that is being lost. And to answer some of the questions about the industry, we have Summit Kapoor with us. Summit is with Young Steels Motors. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? Good. Tell me, are you busy this morning? No, it's quiet. <laughs> uh, to give you an honest answer, I've sold six cars since morning. Wow. Fascinating. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So okay, so me, we're, apparently we're, the, the dealerships, the bot, I mean, the store itself has to be closed. Perhaps you can tell our listeners, how do they go about buying a car then? Yes. Uh, so, I mean, to put, put this in a nutshell, every single thing has gone online. Young Steel's Ford has changed their business model from brick and mortar style to complete online style. Our deliveries are remote. Paperwork is online. No test drives at all. Video and FaceTime sessions are, are being done with the clients over the phone to show them the colors, to show them the actual features inside the vehicle. And then once they agree to the numbers and everything on email, we are sending them bills of sales on email. They agree to that. We are signing e-contracts, delivering the vehicles right to their doorstep. Is there any pushback because you can't road test the car? Uh, Yes. If if somebody is buying their F-150 or any Ford vehicle, as a matter of fact, for the first time, they're reluctant in making the decision because they have not test driven the car. But if you're already in an F-150 and you've been driving that truck for the last 10 years, you know what F-150s are. You don't need to test drive it again. You trust the motor. You trust the brand. You just go ahead and you renew your lease or you renew your financing contracts. You will get into that decision online. No, so I mean, what if someone has a trade-in? How do you evaluate if, that? If, if we, we put some standard procedures in place. So if somebody has a trade-in, we are asking them for four pieces of valuable information. Send us the win number. Send us the uh, picture of the mileage on the vehicle. A few interior and exterior, exterior shots. And send us whatever the remaining lien amount is or the loan amount is. With all those four informations in our system, we can approximate the trade value and we can put it as a, as a deal on the paper. Samit, would you adjust the pricing if you if the guy was hiding something? Like, say, uh, he's explaining the car, but he forgot to tell you that the transmission is not working properly. Uh, see, it's it's like trusting your own customers. If it is somebody who has been with the dealership for 10 years, we ask them, you know, up front, uh-huh. can you tell us anything else about the car? If the windshield is broken or any of the quarter panels is damaged or you've got any hits or you have any accident on file, although we are running the car facts and car proof reports internally, but if customer tells us those things, honestly, we trust them at all. We totally trust them. Fascinating. Yes. So is this a change in, in, in the business model for forever? Even when, th- when you can open up again, is this a viable uh, alternative? Uh, to be honest, it's a blessing in disguise. I know when everything becomes uh, normal again, people will start coming to the stores. But because of the coronavirus situation, people are getting used to doing online business in car industry. And it, believe it or not, it's, it's a good sign. People are getting comfortable buying cars online. This might be the future. Hmm. So Ford does actually have a program um, where they help them, what, six months of not paying anything? Yes. So what Ford did recently, 
uh ford came came out with the benefit of 6 months to the customers in which they 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 broken it into two parts so first 3 months they will take it off the price of the vehicle and the next 3 months they'll put them on deferred payments so you don't have to feel the you know heat of heat for the next 6 payments at all that's what ford is doing right now for every single customer fascinating do you think um there was one question that came up was it Do you think that when things open up again, it's actually going to be busy, 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 or are people going to be afraid to come to the dealership? Hey, it's not about being afraid. It's about uh, finances. Trust me, when I look at the numbers online, more than two million people have lost job in Canada. They don't yes. have money to spend on cars. Dealerships are clean. I mean, I'm working in the office right now. I feel safe working in my office. Everything is sanitized. We are wearing gloves. If required, we are wearing masks as well. it's not about safety it's more about financial problems that people are going into because of this virus a lot of people lost their jobs and their mortgages and finances are totally totally disturbed you know there's a discussion going on in on the internet about the the government may guarantee the loans to try and get the business to kick back in so yes. in other words yes. in other words if you're having financial problems the government will actually back you it's good and trust me i've been following news across the globe canadian government is doing a lot believe it or not we we are blessed to be in a country like this in a country like canada so i mean what about new projects or new vehicles that have been in the plans or in the works like for example you know uh, just before this all happened they were showing pictures of the electric mustang um are are, are they still able to proceed and and do the testing and do the evaluation on those uh it's it's difficult to comment on that but going by what happened with the F150 plants i feel that uh, the launch of that electric mustang will be pushed a couple of months ahead because as a matter of fact you mentioned F150 they're not working on a, an electric one as well they not yes yes uh, they were supposed to come out with the hybrid F150 this year yeah. which was a 20 which was a 2021 model but what happened right now all the orders that we placed in late january and mid february all those vehicles are sitting in the plants and plants are closed Mm-hmm. I even I even have the VIN numbers on the vehicles but I cannot sell them because I don't even have a date from Ford when they will land. So they're t- saying that in the month of May 40 to 50,000 lease vehicles are coming back into the marketplace across the country and that's going to happen in May, June, July. Isn't that a force to get the dealerships to open to handle this for those people? Uh, a lot of people are buying out their vehicles because they don't want to make any new commitments to the vehicle. Ah, okay. A lot of leases are getting bought out, but construction companies like uh, lawn mowing companies or uh, plumbers and those kind of companies, yes, those companies are replacing their leases. But the the difficult part is if somebody is renewing the lease and their old lease is coming back to the dealership, dealers will not be able to sell those cars because auctions are down, prices right. are down. I know US dollar is strong but we are not able to move that inventory across. And that so inventory dealers, goes to the states. Yes, and dealers are taking a strong hit on that. Dealers are taking a really strong hit on that. But again, it's 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 a do or die situation I'll tell you honestly. If you do not do that trade, you won't be able to move the inventory which is in your storage. If you don't move the inventory, you have to pay interest on that. That's right. So you so you're getting killed anyways. Either you move the new unit which is sitting in your storage and you you do you believe in future and just stay positive to move those trades which are coming back to you all right so you know, i want to thank you very much for joining us today cuz we do have to jump 
Um, Young yes, Skills sir. Ford, if the people want to do that online deal with you, how do they get in touch with you? They can drop us an email at sales at YSFL.ca. Very simple, easy email. And then one of our managers on the floor, maybe me or somebody else, we'll get them in, we'll get in touch with them over the phone and email. And we, we are great. doing everything on email. And they, they don't even have to sign any paperwork physically. They can sign all the paperwork electronically and we deliver the house with both the keys on their driving. So if I sign Dave's name, would that be okay? Sure. That's that's fine as long as Dave gives me a letter of authorization. <laughs> I want a Mustang convertible. <laughs> I have one in stock. <laughs> fascinating insight. Really fascinating inside the industry. Kapoor yes, Summit sir. is with uh, Young Steels Motors. I, you know what? Here's your website again. YSFL.ca. YSFL.ca. Thank you again. Yes, Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, we have uh, Elliot Silverstein on the line from uh, CAA, and Elliot is with the insurance part of that company. Uh, I love CAA. I actually am now a customer, and I actually was a cardholder for, that's going to be 20 years. Elliot, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's great. This discussion in the uh, world right now is that insurance companies are discounting their rates because people are not using the cars as much as they used to. Same situation with the CAA? Very much. So for CAA, you know, what we, we've done is that we've done something very unique in comparison to a lot of other companies. We've taken a 10% rate reduction on both home insurance and auto insurance for the duration of the pandemic. And what that means is that the rate reduction will last for the duration of a 12-month policy term. So not just in a 30- or 90-day period during the pandemic, we're providing some relief over a 12-month period of your term to actually help provide some relief during the pandemic and getting through the days afterwards. So is this for for existing policies, or is this, uh, like, I'm just sort of coming in right now, do I get 10% as buying a new policy? So it applies for existing uh, policyholders as well as new policyholders. And, you know, if there are some people that have just had their renewals come in, um, there is a, uh, a form on our CAA South Central Ontario website at caasco.com. You fill in the information, they'll get in contact with you, and they will do the adjustment uh, based on that. So really, there's a, there's a great opportunity for, regardless of when your renewal is, to save 10%, which, you know, for some people is a, is a few hundred dollars when you factor in auto and home insurance together. Yeah, it's good. It's quite a bit of money. And you don't do commercial. You're only doing actually, um, what would you call it, civilian? Passenger vehicles, that's right. Just standard passenger vehicles. But certainly, you know, what we think and what we see is that we started the rollout a couple of weeks back in Ontario. We got the approval from the regulators. We're moving that out now to Atlantic Canada. So this is going to be something that for CAA insurance holders, um, in, in various parts of the country right now, they're going to be able to see that relief because, you know, we're in a very unusual time. And, you know, a lot of our efforts, um, even going to things like our My Pays, Pay As You Go, we're trying to focus on people's lifestyle needs. And during the pandemic, um, certainly we know a lot of people are driving less. So this is a way to help people um, um, factor in their insurance when their cars are pretty much sitting idle most of the day. Now, when we talked earlier, you were telling me that uh, if I'm an existing policyholder, I need to fill out a form that I get off your website? That's correct. So what you would do is you go to caasco.com for CAA South Central Ontario. You click on the insurance tab, and then there'll be a form right there that if you need to fill in the information, it'll be sent into the, to the team, and they'll get in touch with you to make those necessary adjustments and get the correct paperwork out to you. Fascinating. Do most people, when they buy insurance, pay for the whole thing up front, or do they pay it sort of monthly? 
it, it varies. There are some people that like to pay uh, in one shot and, and go that route. A lot of people like to uh, pay on a monthly basis so that they see it, it coming out on a monthly fee so that they have the, uh, the money available. It really is consumer choice on that one. But um, regardless of which route you, you go through, um, in our particular scenario, and again, a lot of different insurance companies are approaching it in different ways, no matter whether you pay monthly or annually, um, there will be relief available for you. So, in other words, would you give them a credit, or do you write them back a check? How would you sort of handle that? So, um, you know, again, again, the the annual will be dealt with a little bit differently, but the the monthlies you'd see the the, uh, the changes once the renewals and put forward. Uh, what we've done, which is different than um, a lot of insurance companies, is we provided a ten percent reduction. So you see the certainty, whereas some insurance companies have provided a rebate, which is a check back. So with, instead of giving a check back, we've actually looked at it going forward and saying. For the next 12 months, the duration of your of your policy term, we're going to give you that 10% rate reduction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I talk about my pace? Absolutely. I, I, I'm your biggest fan. Um, I should tell the, the listeners that we are out a bill. My wife and I have no claims in 30 years at least. We don't have any tickets, and they charged us for both our cars $5,000 for insurance. And I got it. From my pace, and it, I would spend less than two thousand dollars for both of us this year. That's how much we would save. It's just right. unbelievable. I think we should let Elliot explain though what my pace is. It's a separate kind of policy, is it not, Elliot? It, it is separate, and I would say it's also over and above what we've just talked about in terms of the ten percent rate reduction. But mm-hmm. we launched my pace uh, two years ago, um, and really what that is, it's Canada's first pay-as-you-go auto insurance program. So what we try to look at, again, from looking at people's lifestyle needs, um, some people don't use their cars except for the weekends, or they may use it um, in incremental ways. So that this is a way to only pay for the amount that you're actually driving. And we've seen um, some great interest in this. We've also seen some great interest uh, in the last number of weeks where people are rethinking how they uh, pay for their insurance, and they're looking at ways to find some uh, immediate relief. And, and there's no better way of doing that than being able to monitor how much you drive and pay in the increments, in the 1,000-kilometer increments, um, as you drive. So if you're only moving around, let's say, 250 kilometers a month right now, um, you're not going to be paying um, an installment for, for a, a period of time until you reach that threshold. And it really is um, a, a different way of looking at auto insurance in the country. So we started off in Ontario. Uh, we are looking at things uh, in other provinces going forward. But um, it is certainly an opportunity for you to put a device in your vehicle um, that goes on your onboard dash. And uh, you would begin to see the, the the savings almost immediately. I think it's fascinating, and it also includes things like when I, if I rent a car in Florida, you'll cover the rental car. There's so many things that that it offers that I've never seen before, and I've been in this industry my whole life. So one one of the nice things with CAA is we have a lot of different um, pieces that that come along with it. So you mentioned the rental cars, it's also the various initiatives with um, um, hotels. And, and restaurants and so forth. So even in these times, if you're doing uh, a, a takeout service, you may save uh, uh, 10% or 15% on certain restaurants that are that are connected to the CAA card. So being part of the CAA MyPace, being a part of these these uh, these this family of, of initiatives, there's a lot of uh, savings you'll see in the immediate, and then in, in times where you may not expect it either. Yeah, I know. I've got the um, was it the gold card? Yeah. I have to, you know what? I have to. I don't know if I've told you the story, but we got into trouble. We got into a flood in in West Virginia. We had to rent a car uh, to get home. I sent the bill into the CAA, and I got paid within four days. That's 
I've never seen a company that's had never nobody says anything bad about it. It's it's got a great reputation. I am sold. I wish <laughs> I wish I could and, express and, it better than that. And, and we appreciate it. I think you know one of one of the things that we try to to uh, to really push forward from CAA's perspective is that no matter where you are, we're there that we're there to support you. So we do have those services and support um, in the United States as well. If, if you're ever stranded down there, but even across the country or in different cities, if you if you have a breakdown or any other challenges, um, you know we're we're there for you. And I think that's really why people look at um, the CAA uh, from all initiatives, from roadside to auto insurance, as re- as really some comfort that you're going to have the support when you need it. And especially right now, you know, we're talking about the, the pandemic that's going on. You guys, you guys have offered extra services as well to uh, critical care workers, correct? That's correct. So what we've done during the, uh, the last number of weeks is we've offered up free roadside assistance to healthcare workers um, should they be in a moment of need, whether you're a member of CAA or not. Because really, these are the frontline workers who are providing um, critical uh, critical assistance to those who are in the, mm-hmm. in the most uh, dire challenges. And it's a small way for us to give back as an organization. And we've had a number of people take us up on that offer, both members and non-members. And, uh, you know, everybody's really trying to roll up their sleeves and do their part. And this is part of our initiatives um, uh, from an organization's perspective. Fascinating. How do they get in touch with CAA? So the best thing to do if you're looking for membership or you're looking for insurance, go to CAASCO.com. Go for the information there. If you're looking and you're dealing with a broker, talk to your broker, looking for auto insurance that way. You can go either route with CAA. Fascinating. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Okay. CAA, uh, what else can I say? Sold. I want to thank Elliot Silverstein from CAA for taking the time today to help us out and give them that great information about all those super things that CAA are doing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. I'm with Terry O'Keefe from Omvic, and uh, Terry, cars are becoming more and more expensive and unaffordable, so they end up having to make the finances longer and longer. We've got eight years, sometimes nine-year finance plans. What happens when the car finishes and it's still money owing against it? Negative equity. Yeah, negative equity is is a concern. Um, it's definitely not illegal. I don't want to give that impression. Okay. It's perfectly fine. Uh, consumer trades in a vehicle. It means the vehicle is worth less than what is owed Correct. on it. Yes. So I trade in a vehicle to your dealership and you give me $10,000 for it. But I still owe twenty on the loan. Right. So you're going to take that $10,000 that is outstanding and roll it into the loan for the new car. Mm-hmm. That's what negative equity is. And so what it means is that my loan for my new vehicle, it's not a $30,000 loan. It's a $40,000 loan. So my payments are higher. I'm paying more interest because I've refinanced that unpaid debt from the first loan. And of course, this snowballs. If I take out an eight-year loan and then I trade the car in again in three years, right? it's not going to be worth anywhere near what I still owe on it. So now I'm going to roll $20,000 of negative equity into my next car loan. And now I've got a $50,000 car loan for a $30,000 car. And that's out there right now. Oh, we've we've actually heard of customers rolling seventy thousand dollars of negative equity wow. into the purchase of another vehicle, and then, you know, then there's no way out. 
Uh, well, I, I mean, eventually it will become, you won't be able to refinance it. Right. And you're going to have to keep that car for the term of the loan because no one is going to refinance that vehicle for you. And so consumers just need to understand how this works, how negative equity can snowball. Um, you know, extended term loans, eight year loans, this type of thing, it might be perfect for some people. If you're, you know, I, I just an example, if you're retired, you know, you're going to keep this car for 10 years mm-hmm. and, and you want to finance it for eight years. But why not? But if you're a commuter who drives high mileage and you are financing that vehicle for eight years and every year you're putting 50,000 kilometers on the car because you drive a lot, how many kilometers is going to be on that car? Half a million kilometers by the time. Exactly. In four years, it's got 200,000 kilometers. The warranty was expired after two years, but you've got an eight-year loan. And so see, these are some of the questions that consumers need to ask themselves when they're considering an extended term loan. How much do I drive? How long do I intend to keep the car? Will the vehicle reliably last the term of the loan? And do I would I get sick of it? Yeah, exactly. Right. Am I the type of person who trades vehicles in every yeah. two or three or four years? So those options would probably be leasing a vehicle, not even owning it, just you know renting it. Leasing is absolutely uh, an option. A bigger down payment yeah. is going to help prevent negative equity, or recognizing simply that you intend to keep that vehicle until it's paid, and that will help prevent the snowballing of negative equity. Is there? A, would it be right to say a lot of people do an impulse buy when they buy a car? I mean, you know, the lights are nice and the shading is shiny <laughs> and, you know, they don't really think it through. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? It is for some of us. I mean, buying a car can be very emotional. Yeah. It's very, you know, it can be very exciting. So it's important that not only do you do research about the car itself, but you do research about how you're going to finance it. Mm-hmm. And you should do research about the dealer that you're going to buy it from. Um, because these are all important questions. It's not just about the car. It's about the whole car buying experience, who you're buying it from, how you're going to finance it, uh, how are you going to insure it. These are all important questions you know, I, that you should ask I yourself. I had this conversation with my daughter. We wanted to buy a car, like she wanted a little SUV. And I said, you've got two, three kids. You have no right to be in a little SUV. You need a van. And then so finally I got her to convince her to, to buy a van. And now she's like five years into this van and she's happy because she grew into it. So thinking about what your needs are going to be down the road, I think is part of the equation. Oh, you're so right. It's not just about the vehicle you want today. What are your future needs? Yeah. And will the vehicle that you're buying today meet those needs? And if you think you might outgrow the car in two or three years, if you're thinking about starting a young family and you're going to buy that two-seater sports car <laughs> and finance it over eight years, well, you might want to reconsider. Consider that as long as you understand how negative equity works. And the other thing with negative equity that people need to be aware of is so you've rolled a whole bunch of negative equity into that car and it gets stolen. Wow, yes. Or you write it off. What's the insurance company going to pay you? Whatever it's worth on the marketplace. Exactly. They're not going to they're not going to pay you what you owe on your loan. Right. Right now, there are products that you can buy that will cover that 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 gap, if you will. Gap insurance. And so if you are rolling a lot of negative equity in, and that is a concern, this is, again, questions that you should ask before you decide that that seven or eight or nine or 10-year, we've seen 10-year, auto financing is right for you. Now, some of that information is on your website, which is? Omvic.ca. Omvic.ca. It's well worth visiting. Okay, welcome back. It's Dave's Going to Garage. My name's Dave Redinger. I'm with uh, Alan Gelman, who's on the other line, and we're both of us are talking from the comfort of our homes. We I are, and I- we had want to thank Trevor Hutchison for coming on earlier. You know, we were talking about it being springtime. 
of course, this is the time that people get their tires changed. Yep. And, uh, you know, we, we've heard it before from our friend uh, on the OPP how wheels come off. So do me a favor. If you have your tires changed, if you do them yourself or even if you have them done professionally, uh, I would say within a week's time, give your garage a call and see if you're able to come in and get them retorqued. It only takes a couple of minutes. And by all means, and if, and if you don't have time for that, if you're driving your car and you think you're hearing a clunking noise, it sort of sounds like a wheel's coming off. It very well could be. So you want to make thing, sure you stop and get them checked. And now you should actually, we should actually talk about actually replacing the rims. Put on separate rims for your snow tires rather than peeling that tire off your rim and then putting it back on. And you can just cause damage that way. Exactly. So if you're keeping a car for a few years and you want to keep your winter, you know, because first of all, you know, your summer wheels look that much better and you want to keep them looking good. So get a pair of cheap steelies, we call them, and yep. put your winter tires on that. And then when you do the changeover, it only costs you half as much. I also want to thank uh, Summit from uh, Young Steels Motors. Really interesting uh, insight into the industry. And of course, Elliot Silverstein from CAA, who I would marry if I could. Honestly, <laughs> so it's been a great show. It's been interesting. Uh, I was fascinating stuff that Terry was talking about, and the fact that there's people out there that owe way more money on their cars than the cars are actually worth, and they're talking now because of this COVID nineteen that the used cars are actually going to depreciate even more because the U.S. market is closed to them. People don't realize when they bring their cars back after a lease, it usually ends up going down to the United States because of the dollar. The dollar right now about seventy cents, and so the Americans come up here and buy cars at a discount. But being that they're also closed, the used cars are going to be sitting around the country for a while, and they will depreciate even more. So, it might be a good idea to buy the car if you're coming on a lease and own it, and then deal with it later. Al, I think that's close, Dave. We got to go. Alrighty, have a great weekend, everybody. Al, take care. Steve, thank you, and uh, goodbye, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.